Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have updates to share about Donald Trump cases and his investigation. So first, Trump's attorneys are doing what they always do. They're using stall tactics. They're filing nonsense motions to try and get the case tossed or at the very least delayed. Last week, they filed four separate motions and some of which include conspiracy, flat out conspiracy theories about the Biden administration. In one motion, they included the very laughable argument that Trump can't be prosecuted because he had already been acquitted by the Senate. So double jeopardy. (laughs) I'm not kidding. That is, of course, absurd. Impeachment is a political process and criminal charges are a legal process. So these arguments are a waste of paper and the court's time, but you know, Judge Chutkin isn't gonna isn't gonna let this go on for too long. I have a feeling, and she's not gonna buy any of it. So I, I have a feeling their their reindeer games will uh, be quashed very quickly, and she will eventually lose her patience with them. It was also announced over the weekend that Judge Chutkin has reinstated the limited gag order on Trump's speech. Um, just as it pertains to this case. As I shared last week, the judge had temporarily lifted that gag order because Trump was appealing her decision. Well, Trump took that opportunity to go on a rampage. He further denigrated the prosecutor. He posted comments about his former chief of staff, Mark Meadows, which the prosecutor viewed as a threat. So we'll see how long it takes now before he's hit with a fine for violating this gag order. I just think any day we should start placing our bets. Um, Judge Chutkin is also calling Trump's bluff on a very key decision about the upcoming trial. As I shared recently, a bunch of media outlets are pressuring the judge. They want to be able to televise this trial. Well, the special counsel's team has weighed in. They said, no, we don't want the proceedings to be broadcast. They haven't given their reason yet. They're going to be filing their argument against it by this Friday. So we'll see what they have to say. But I I think it's a smart move on their part. Like if if they say, yes, we want it televised, they're going to look like, yeah, this is a political move. I think they would rather leave it on the judge to make that decision. Well, now the judge has given Trump until November 11th to provide his opinion. She's saying, what do you think, Trump? Should it be televised? You let me know what you think. So Trump's attorney, John Loro, had previously said, oh, we would be happy to have the trial televised. And then on Friday, he told Reuters news outlet that Trump will respond, quote, in accordance with the court's order. So we'll see what he has to say, but he's now boxed in because if he says, I, I don't want the trial to be broadcast live, now it looks like he's hiding something. And, you know, some of his smarter supporters are going to get suspicious. Like, oh, if you're so innocent, you said before you wanted it to be televised. Now you're changing your mind. But then again, if he agrees to televise the trial, You know, his supporters are finally going to see the truth and the smarter ones are going to ditch him in 2024. So now it's kind of like the ball is in his court. The judge is not making a decision. She's allowed the prosecutor to say what they think. Now it's on him. So my guess is he'll say no 
and he's probably going to come up with some BS excuse. He's going to try to make it somehow look like he's being selfless, like he's trying to protect people. He's trying to protect witnesses or some similar nonsense that the cult will lap up with a serving spoon. And you guys will see, they're going to start repeating it on social media. I can almost guarantee we will see it repeated over and over again. Um, there was also some movement by the special counsel in regard to his ongoing investigation into Trump and potential wire fraud charges. Smith's team has in recent weeks very quietly withdrawn two subpoenas. They were they had issued subpoenas for records from Trump's 2020 campaign and also his Save America PAC. Well, legal experts are saying this signals an end to the investigation. So we'll have to wait and see, you know, does that mean there's charges coming or does it mean they didn't find anything? They're going to drop the matter. We'll have to wait and see. Um, in regard to the New York fraud trial, Judge Arthur Engeron ruled against Ivanka's Trump, Ivanka Trump's motion to try to prevent her from having to testify. I mentioned last week she was trying to get out of it. Well, Attorney General Letitia James successfully argued that Ivanka, quote, has personal knowledge of facts relevant to the claims against the remaining individual and entity defendants. And she, quote, remains financially and professionally intertwined with the Trump organization and other defendants and can be called as a person still under their control. And the AG pointed out that Ivanka, quote, does not seem to be adverse to her involvement in the family business when it comes to owning and collecting proceeds from the OPO sale, the Trump organization purchasing insurance for her and her companies, managing her household staff and credit card bills, renting her apartment, or even paying her legal fees in this action. So the OPO refers to the old post office that was in Washington, D.C. That was the building that Trump purchased and then turned into a hotel. So, yeah, you know, you can't have it both ways, Ivanka. I know you have your entire life, but that time has ended. So you can't say, oh, I, you know, I make all this money. The company pays for everything, all of my existence, but I have nothing to do with the company. <laughs> so anyway, all of the elder Trump children are slated to testify this week. Don Jr. and Eric will be taking the stand first because um, they're allowing Ivanka time to appeal this decision before they make her testify. So we'll see what happens there. And then Trump is scheduled to testify next week. Last but not least, two trials are starting this week to determine if Trump should be removed from the Colorado and Minnesota ballots in 2024. These are 14th Amendment challenges to Trump's candidacy. Uh, under the 14th Amendment, as you probably all know, it says that you know anyone who is part of an insurrection or gives aid and comfort to insurrectionists cannot be a, a public official, cannot run for office. So a judge will be making the determination in Colorado she said she hopes to render her verdict before Thanksgiving, so we should know pretty soon. 
And then in Minnesota, the state Supreme Court will oversee that proceeding, and then they will make the final decision. So I'll let you all know how those trials unfold. But today, a New Hampshire judge just ruled against a plaintiff who's trying to keep Trump off the ballot in that state. The judge determined that he didn't have the authority to make that decision. So the plaintiff is a Texas attorney named John Castro. He's filed these these challenges in multiple states against Trump. He is a Republican, by the way. And in this case for New Hampshire, he has already filed a motion for an expedited appeal to the First Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals. And he plans to take this all the way to the Supreme Court if necessary, but he's thinking that he's not going to have to because the First Circuit is notoriously liberal. So he's thinking they're going to side with him. Even if they don't, this will go to Katanji Brown Jackson, the Supreme Court Justice, uh, because this circuit falls under her purview. And then I, I believe it's four Supreme Court justices who have to agree to take the case and to review it and make a decision. They will likely not do that. Um, so we'll see what happens. But Anyway, I'll keep you all in the loop. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please like this video, share it, become a subscriber, become a donor if you possibly can. Love you all. Take care. Talk with you soon.